0: SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. 0614 Our voice note line tweets at Aldrin St. Pierre, and our studio line is 0860002032. Who is RJ Banga? World Bank president nominee Ajay Banga has, has uh, promised to bring a new sense of urgency to the bank's core mission of alleviating global poverty while also taking on some of the biggest crises the world in the world today. But can he be trusted? Professor Patrick Bond explains why the country like South Africa should be worried about the incoming World Bank chief. Uh, Prof, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Just a quick one, Prof. Is it confirmed that Ajay will now be taking over or is is still just a nominee
1: yes uh, he will be and the reason is that the threat from the Russian delegation uh, to the World Bank that they would put up an alternative candidate never materialized and it's quite ironic the BRICS Brazil Russia India China South Africa with their summit in Durban 22 to 24 August they regularly claim that the World Bank the IMF the world financial system is uh, rigged against poor countries Uh, they're correct but then they uh, claim that they have alternatives. They don't really, we we never found the alternative to the IMF when we had to take a loan in 2020 and the BRICS New Development Bank as an alternative to the World Bank isn't very much different at all. Um, so this is a very important moment to ask whether we can get an alternative, but one reason is because the United States typically chooses the president and there've been some very odd choices, including the the outgoing president, David Malpass, who Mm. uh, was essentially a climate denialist. Even the former U.S. vice president, Al Gore, uh, pushed him out. So it's a very unsatisfactory process just in the simple question, how do you choose the president of really the brain of of world financial and especially development finance markets?
0: And why should uh, countries like South Africa be wary of Ajay Banga?
1: Well, 10 years ago, A.J. Bango came to South Africa. Um, About 11 years ago, he and his firm, uh, which was MasterCard, he was the chief executive officer for for many years, Uh, they tried some uh, guinea pig attempts to uh, load up poor people here. Uh, There are about uh, 25 million of our 60 million residents with uh, uh, social grants. And the sort of flavor of the month, in the 2010s was to try to leverage the incoming grant money in a sense to collateralize it you know as if it were your home you would kind of get a mortgage a bond mm-hmm. and then leverage it up and so that's the theory that abanga applied and he he had a goal of about 500 million people who would get some sort of cash grant that then uh, would be accessed through a mastercard so i don't think anyone has any objection to having uh, these uh, cards that prevent you from standing in a long queue. If you're an old person and you might collapse, many have died. Or the Totsis might know where you are and come and get you as soon as you've got your cash. So it is something that uh, all of us, I'm sure, appreciate having some uh, facility, the technology, the cards. Mm. But what MasterCard did, uh, and what Banga bragged about, was uh, a partnership with a company called Cash Paymaster Master Services, um, in turn uh, owned by Net One, which in turn is owned by the World Bank, 22 percent, the main shareholder. And that's where the problems really get serious because during the 2010s, uh, Net One, led by Serge Bellamont, a Frenchman with uh, a long uh, stay in South Africa, they basically looted poor people's accounts by putting on debit orders. You know, six-year-old girls getting microfinance or cell phone contracts or, uh, you know, uh, death insurance, all those sorts of things.
0: Yeah, And and I remember that was a big, big issue, even during the time of the social development minister, Batabi Lamini. And then there was also, of course, that uh, court case before the constitutional court. But what exactly is it that Ajay uh, Banga should come clean on first before he takes up this role?
1: I think it's the broad philosophy, which is that if you have a problem like poverty, you can solve it with financial engineering. He calls it financial inclusion. Mm -hmm. And it's part of rhetoric about a fourth industrial revolution in which algorithms begin to rule us. And so the man controlling the data, in this case, Serge Bellamont, who is getting it through this access by MasterCard um, as a sort of shadow banking system, not within, The big five banks, not within the Treasury and Reserve Bank regulation, they could basically monitor who amongst uh, at one point more than 10 million of the the, uh, grant recipients were getting these debit orders. And the debit orders were coming fast and furious. And the, uh, the recipients, at least a quarter of them in one black sash survey, didn't know they were getting hit up. Uh, for their uh, grants being reduced and so they were left with in many cases next to nothing which meant going to machinises for very expensive loans and indeed Serge Gallimont CPS uh, with this partnership with MasterCard uh, they put on what was, I would argue, usurious and very, very high interest rates on all their transactions. So they made massive profits, not through the distribution of grants. That, you know, we can mm. say that's a good project. You need to distribute grants. Hopefully, the post office would have done it. They've just gone bankrupt. But we need something to distribute grants safely. The problem is the financial engineering. And this is his philosophy that he's bragged about as he's become the World Bank president, that he's got the ingenuity, the know-how. And what we're worried is that this boils down to predatory banking.
0: Thank you so much for your time. Professor Patrick Bond there, um, speaking to us about the potential appointment of RJ Banga. 0614-104107. And you tweet tweeted Aldrin St. Pierre. Our studio line is 86